Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that shines a light on the ups and downs of everyday history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking at the story of a depraved couple who robbed and killed in the pursuit of their own twisted relationship. As you might imagine, today's episode deals with violent subject matter that may be upsetting for some listeners. The day was March 8, 1951. A serial killer couple known as the Lonely Hearts Killers were put to death at Sing Sing Prison. Martha Beck and Raymond Fernandez had spent the last several years preying on strangers. They would place personal ads in newspapers and magazines and then target the women who responded in search of companionship. Initially, the couple only stole money from their victims, but Beck's jealousy and brutal temper gradually sent them down an even darker path. Raymond Martinez Fernandez was born on December 17, 1914, in Hawaii. His parents were originally from Spain, and when Fernandez was a teenager, he moved back there to work on his uncle's farm. By the time he turned 20, Fernandez had gotten married and started a family of his own. He left his wife and four kids to serve in the Spanish Merchant Navy during the Second World War, but he never went back to them afterward. Instead, he decided to return to the U.S. and start a new life without them. The voyage across the Atlantic didn't go smoothly, though. Shortly after boarding the ship, Fernandez was struck on the head by a steel hatch cover and wound up being hospitalized in New York for three months. After recovering from a fractured skull and brain damage, Fernandez turned to crime and was quickly arrested for shoplifting. While in prison, he became convinced he had a special power that made him irresistible to women. According to Time magazine, he may have gotten the idea from his Haitian cellmate, who supposedly taught him voodoo and black magic. 
Of course, the damage he had sustained to his frontal lobe may have had something to do with it as well. In any case, once Fernandez was released, he hatched a scheme to get rich using his special power. He started placing personal ads in the Lonely Hearts columns of local newspapers. Then he would sift through the responses and meet up with the women he thought were most vulnerable. Over the course of a few months, Fernandez would get to know the women and gradually gain their trust, along with access to their bank accounts. Then, once he had it, he would simply help himself to the cash and then disappear. Martha Beck was meant to be the latest in a long line of such victims, but instead, she became Fernandez's lover and eventually his partner in murder. Martha Jewel Beck was born on May 6, 1920 in Milton, Florida. At her trial, she later claimed to have had a traumatic childhood, one in which she was abused by her family members and bullied by classmates for being overweight. As a teenager, she ran away from home and joined a traveling circus. Later in life, Beck found work as an undertaker's assistant and then as a nurse in an army hospital. By the time she was 26, Beck was an unemployed, single mother of two living in Pensacola. She was unhappy with the direction of her life and dreamed of finding a romantic partner to help set things right again. She quickly became obsessed with that idea, buying every romance novel and magazine she could find and losing herself in the fantasy. Finally, in 1947, she joined a Lonely Hearts Club advertised in one of her magazines. She would soon start receiving letters from her potential matches, and as luck would have it, the first one came from Raymond Fernandez in Brooklyn. He responded to Beck's letter, fully intending to con her, but then they wound up hitting it off for real. At first, Fernandez would travel from New York City to Florida for short visits, but eventually it made more sense for Beck to just move in with him. It was around that time that she handed over her children to the Salvation Army, so that she could dote on Fernandez without distraction. As someone who had already abandoned his own family, Fernandez appreciated the gesture, viewing it as a sign of Beck's love for him. In fact, he became so convinced of her loyalty that he eventually told her about his life of crime and his scheme to defraud lonely women out of their money. Most people would have been repulsed by that kind of confession, but not Beck. She thought the whole thing sounded exciting and she wanted in on the action. For the next two years, Beck and Fernandez worked together to seduce, rob, and in some cases kill unsuspecting women. They continued to find their targets by answering Lonely Hearts ads, except now, when Fernandez brought the women back to his place, Beck was there, posing as his sister. That lie helped put their victims at ease, since it meant there would be someone else in the house with them. However, it also proved a hindrance to the criminals. That's because Beck was incredibly jealous and didn't want Fernandez to actually be intimate with anyone but her. On the occasions when he did sleep with one of their targets, Beck would fly into a rage and blow their cover. Beck's explosive temper turned deadly in 1949 when Fernandez got engaged to one of his marks, a 66-year-old widow named Janet Fay. One night, Faye went to stay with Fernandez at his Long Island apartment, and Beck caught the two of them in bed together. The jealous lover assaulted Faye with a hammer, and then Fernandez strangled her to make sure she was dead. In the days that followed, Faye's family began to ask questions about her sudden disappearance, 
But by the time the police got involved, the couple had already fled to Michigan in search of their next victim. They eventually found her in Wyoming Township, a suburb just outside of Grand Rapids. Her name was Delphine Downing, a 28-year-old widow with a 2-year-old daughter. Downing opened her home to the alleged brother and sister, but she wasn't as charmed by Fernandez as the older widows had been. And the more he tried to speed things up with her, the more suspicious she became that something nefarious was going on. One night in late February, Downing got upset and Fernandez gave her some sleeping pills to calm her down. While she was unconscious, her daughter began to cry, setting off Beck's cruel temper. Beck responded by choking the child until she was quiet, leaving deep bruises along her throat. Fernandez worried that Downing might go to the police if she woke up and saw what they had done, so to make sure that didn't happen, he shot Downing while she was still unconscious, and then Beck drowned her daughter in a basin of water. They buried the bodies in the basement and continued to live in Downing's house for the next several days. Eventually, Downing's neighbors reported her missing, and police came to the house to investigate. Fernandez and Beck played dumb with the officers, even going so far as to invite them inside to search the house themselves. The police called their bluff and quickly found the makeshift graves in the basement. The couple, now dubbed the Lonely Hearts Killers by the press, were arrested that day and charged with murder. Once in custody, the killers dropped the act and admitted to the murder of Downing and her daughter. They knew they would be convicted, so they didn't see any reason to deny their crimes, especially since they'd been arrested in Michigan, a state without the death penalty. In fact, the couple was so secure in that knowledge that they even confessed to the murder of Janet Fay, the widow in upstate New York. Clearly, the couple was not well-versed on the concept of extradition. Within a matter of weeks, state officials succeeded in getting the couple extradited to New York, where capital punishment was still allowed. Fernandez tried to tip the scales by confessing to more than a dozen other murders, all of which supposedly took place in Michigan. His gamble failed, though, and the couple was eventually tried in New York, at which point Fernandez recanted his earlier confessions and claimed he had made them up to protect Beck. To this day, it's unclear exactly how many people were murdered by the Lonely Hearts killers. We know of three for certain, but at one point they were linked to as many as 17 others. Whatever the true number, Fernandez and Beck were ultimately tried for just one, the murder of Janet Fay. The couple pleaded insanity at trial, but the New York jury didn't buy it. Shortly after the guilty verdict was delivered, they were both sentenced to death by electrocution. The sentence was carried out on March 8, 1951, at the Sing Sing Correctional Facility in Ossining, New York. Fernandez was put in the electric chair first, followed shortly afterward by Beck. According to reporters who were present that day, the couple continued to swear devotion to each other until their dying breaths. When asked if he still loved Beck, Fernandez responded, Of course I do, and I want to shout it out. As for Beck, she told the press, quote, I am a woman who had a great love and always will have it. Imprisonment in the death house has only strengthened my feelings for Raymond. There are many appalling details in the story of the Lonely Hearts killers, but I can't help feeling a sting of pity when I hear those final words. Because how deluded and lost 
and utterly broken must they have been to think that what they found and did together had anything at all to do with love. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.